0: This is The Rant presented by Strive Sports. Benjamin Klein here with you on this draft day, Thursday afternoon, April 29th, wearing my camo in honor of Green, New York Jets. Uh, second, have two first round picks today. Number two overall, number 23 overall. Uh, you can, and also the Giants obviously have the 11th pick. Uh right after the Cowboys at 10 and right before the Eagles at 12. So big day for New York football. Uh, Also a big night for New York sports last night. uh, Knicks and Yankees both get wins. Mets, unfortunately, aren't able to pull it out. I'll get into analyzing all those uh, outcomes from last night. But first, just wanted to remind you all that you can listen to this podcast either on Instagram and watch it with me, Or you could uh, just listen to the audio on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You could access those via the link tree in my Instagram bio. Also, I'll be doing my lay of the day one-minute video on TikTok where I give you three of my NBA locks for any given night. Um, Yeah, you could access the TikTok via the link tree in my Instagram bio as well. Scroll all the way down. It's a widget. Uh, Also, looking for more fan interaction. Uh, if you have any suggestions or just want to comment and talk about uh, anything New York sports or sports overall or really anything at all, would love to interact more with the fans. That's what it's all about. That's why I love doing this. Uh, so would love to hear more from the fans. But let's get back to it. Uh, draft later today. That's going to be very exciting. But uh, let's get to what happened last night. I'm uh, going to start by talking about the Knicks. And their win last night at home, one thirteen to ninety four over the Chicago Bulls. Uh, this is not breaking a losing streak, but uh, they had their you know nine game winning streak uh, snapped against the Suns last game uh, at home. So before going on the road, uh, the Knicks knew that they needed to secure this victory at home against the bulls a team that's really struggling uh, as of late they fall into 10 games below 500 they used to be you know around around 500 and uh in the playing games now they're below 500 10 games below 500 that is and <clears throat> it's really not looking good for them in terms of making the playing games uh you know the knicks really dominated especially in the fourth quarter um you know the first the first quarter Knicks dominated and then the bulls dominated us in the second quarter the bulls won the third quarter but then we absolutely dominated them in the fourth quarter uh, outscoring them by 18 points and uh that really goes to show a lot because if you're you know if it's a battle for three quarters and then you just out you know you completely beat down a team in the fourth quarter that that shows you that you're you're just really a much better team than the other team Uh, You know, I was getting concerned when it came into the third quarter and it was a relatively close game. I think it might have even been a tie game. Um, You know, seeing you go into the fourth quarter tie or close game, it's concerning for the Knicks. You know, are we really or did we really earn this record? Is it really uh, what we are as a team? And in the fourth quarter, they 100% proved that that's what they are as a team. There are now they sit seven games above five hundred, thirty-five 35 wins. That's 14 more wins than last year. 22 and 11 at home, so uh, still staying as a phenomenal team. Needed to keep that home record up. Uh, I believe that we we stayed as the four seed <clears throat> after the outcome of last night. Uh, I'll get back to that in a moment, though. But uh, looking at the looking at. The Knicks scoring last night, I mean, Julius Randle, 34 points, 12 to 23, 4 to 7 from 3, shot over 50% from the field and from 3-point land. And then R.J. Barrett, 22 points, 9 of 15 from the field, 3 of – Five from three so they both shot over 50 percent from the field and from three uh they just dom- absolutely dominated the bulls they accounted for 56 of the total 113 points that's literally i mean half uh, doubling 56 is 112 so they pretty much scored between randall and rj half of the points <clears throat> for this team but uh, it doesn't just stop there i mean they were efficient overall uh the only player that i'm really seeing here that uh could be argued to not been efficient was Derrick Rose. Uh, had one bad game, two of 11. But you look at everyone else, uh, Bullock, four of eight, three of five from three. Noel, three of six. Uh, I don't know why he attempted a three, but he did. Uh, Alfred Payton, four of ten from the field, one of one from three. That's huge when he, you know, because he's going to be taking a, at least a three a game probably because they leave him open. So he needs to take advantage of those opportunities and, or opportunity and hit that. Um, and you got Obi Toppin. Two of four with four points, taking advantage of his opportunity. Uh, obviously, D. Rose struggled, but then you look at quickly. Four of ten, only one of five from three, but four of four from the free throw line. That's huge, uh, considering we only took 19 total free throws in that game. Uh, he was the second leading free throw taker uh, in this game. I mean, he's a guy, I, I've noticed it. He can, uh, you know, he draws fouls very well. He, you know, in his drive to the basket, he puts up that floater. Uh, he, he's very good at drawing contact. Uh and uh, I think that that's something that he likes to take advantage of. You know, some other fans might not be a huge uh, advocate of that. Uh, you know, they might want to play more old school ball, see less foul calls. I'm definitely a big advocate of that. But uh, not when it comes to the Knicks and Emmanuel quickly. I like I like to see what he's doing. Um, you know, we also held the Bulls to 34.5% uh, from three. Uh, had a solid field goal percentage, 46%. But 94 points just really... Is not a lot. Obviously, it's under 100. Most teams average above 100, so the Knicks uh, do a good job being able to get above their season average scoring-wise and uh, really clamp down on the Bulls, especially in the fourth quarter. Uh, the, you know, the Knicks it looks like the they really came in strong in the first quarter. Uh, 32 to 19 and then they came out and then they finished really strong 37 to 19. So those middle two quarters uh, is what I'm seeing is a little bit more of a concern for the Knicks uh, as of recently. Uh, they lose the second and third quarter, but they win the first and fourth quarter. So they come out hot as they did against the Suns the other day. Uh, unfortunately against the Suns the other day, they also did not finish so strong in the fourth. But in this game, they happened to, to finish strong, outscoring the Bulls by 18 in the fourth quarter. Uh that's huge. And, you know, now they're going to have a bunch of rest. They don't play until Sunday. So, no game Thursday, no game Friday, no game Saturday. Uh, and then the game Sunday is against the Rockets on the road. They start this crazy road trip. Uh, you know, Rockets and then the Grizzlies. Uh, and then I think maybe the Nuggets, then the Suns, then the Clippers, then the Lakers. So, it, it's a tough road trip. Uh, going to really test out the Knicks a lot. and, and it's basically going to place them where they are in the playoffs uh, because either they're going to you know, split the games and maybe they'll stay in the same spot because teams like the Celtics and, and the Heat are kind of struggling, although the Heat got a win last night against the Spurs, or they'll just lose all the games because there's no chance that they win all the games uh, or go above 500 in those games, uh, or they'll lose all the games and uh, it'll be a very disappointing conclusion to the season and we'll wind up not having home court. Uh, either way. it'll just be a disappointing conclusion of the season, but uh, overall, success you can't deny that it's been a successful season for the Knicks. Seven games above five hundred, fourteen 14 more wins than they than they got last year. Uh, you know, young guys like Quickly and R.J. Barrett really making an impact on the game, night in and night out. Uh, R.J. Barrett more so than than Quickly, but who knows? Quickly's a rookie now. You still you see the step that R.J. Barrett took in his Second year, so maybe quickly, and uh, also Obi Toppin with a full uh, offseason training camp will come in rejuvenated and, and show the improvement and uh, you know new new character. I don't know if it's new character from RJ, but he's really showing that that Mamba mentality or Maple Mamba mentality that is so great performance from the Knicks last night to end this road trip. They wind up going. Uh, I guess it is nine and one in their last ten. I guess it's 10-1 in their last 11. So great performance by the Knicks. Uh, You know, they needed this win. They knew that. uh, And it was very good to see them in the fourth quarter really show out and and shut down the Bulls, showing that they're a tier above uh, the teams that, you know, are like the Bulls that are... uh, fighting to get in those playing games like the Wizards and the Bulls. Because um, it's crazy to think that, like, yeah, before the season, you'd be like, oh, wait, no way the Knicks are going to be better than the Wizards. They have Russell Westbrook and the Beal. And they have good young players, you know, like Rui Hachimura. I mean, and it's just not working out for a team like the Knicks and the Bull. I mean, like the Bulls and a team like the Knicks. Uh, Tom Thibodeau, great leader. Uh, making everything work defensively, offensively. We're really a cohesive unit right now. This is what I'd say is a team. I'd say that this team is one. They are one. Shout out anyone that understands that. Uh, so that's it for my rant on the Knicks. Uh, getting back to the standings before I move on, the Knicks still are at the four seed. The Hawks lost last night, so now the Knicks are a one total game ahead of the Hawks for the four seed. They are two games ahead of the Celtics for uh, – at the six seed and the Miami Heat are tied with the Celtics uh, for that six seed. So the Knicks are two games ahead of the Celtics and the Heat, one game ahead of the Hawks. Exciting times. Unfortunately, the Knicks are 13 and 17 on the road. Uh, that's not not so great, and they're going up against some of the best uh, best teams in the West. So it, we'll we'll see where it takes us. But uh, nothing at this point of the season. There is there should be zero to complain about. The Knicks at this point, other than maybe uh, just Mitchell Robinson constantly getting injured, um, but that's it for the Knicks. Four seed right now. Can't wait for that game on Sunday. Not sure how I'm gonna handle myself uh, without having Knicks for three straight nights. Uh, the draft might is gonna have to take uh, the place of the of the Knicks, I guess, for now. And the Yankees, uh, well, the Yankees. Haven't been as exciting to watch this season, but excited for the draft tonight, excited for the Knicks on Sunday. Let me move this rant on to the Yankees and their win against the Baltimore Orioles last night. Uh, they win 7-0. Uh, Domingo Herman with the quality start win, seven innings pitch, six Ks. Uh, Yankees show out offensively last night, and obviously, as I said, 7-0, uh, but they hit three homers, Uh, Two of them being solo shots. Frazier also hits his first homer of the season. Uh, Urshela hits a homer. That's a three-run homer. Uh, And then there are two other. There's a sacrifice fly uh, that scored a run. And then Torres hit an RBI single. So uh, we we scored in a variety of ways. Uh, I've said it in the past that uh, even though I believe that we're hitting too many home runs, uh, my biggest issue right now is that e- we're even hitting the home runs with no runners on base, solo home runs. And it's still a little bit of a concern, as you see last night. Our first run was scored via the solo homer, and our last run was scored via the solo homer. Not that that really mattered. It was just to get Frazier out of his slump. That's his first homer of the season. Um, overall, though, runners are scoring position. It was it was a solid night. Can't complain too much. Two of five uh, with runners scoring position. Only left five runners on base. Um, better than the Orioles. The Orioles went 0-for-1. If it was 0-for-1, I'd say that that's just god-awful, not getting nearly enough runners on base, similar to what the Mets are doing, and that they're getting all these runners uh, not the exact opposite of what the Mets are doing, uh, being uh, top-five team in batting average, top-ten team in on-base percentage, and last in scoring runs. Uh, Seems like the Orioles right now can't get runners on, uh, especially in scoring position or or Domingo Herman just was uh terrific. Uh give D- Domingo Herman credit where credit's due. He was a Cy Young candidate before he got he got that suspension thrown at him. Uh so hopefully he can come back strong. I think that this was a good matchup for him going up against a bad Orioles team. Uh you know, giving giving to try to get him a little more confidence, get rolling uh in this rotation. Uh just a side point i'm looking at the Orioles' record they're three and ten at home that means that they are seven and four on the road that's pretty crazy just my my thoughts on that but uh yeah the i'd like to see the yankees get more runners in scoring position especially if we're scoring seven runs uh as i said two of those runs were via the solo home run so i'd like to see more opportunities than five uh with runners in scoring position um can't complain with leading five runners on base. It's a long game. A lot of stuff happens. But I like to see more than five runners uh, put into the scoring position. But going two for five, that shows that they had some clutch hitting, uh, where they were able to, you know, get the job done. I'm I'm not exactly sure if that means that they. Uh, not sure if that sacrifice fly counts towards uh, that one uh, or that two for five. Uh, he, you know, one of those hits might have been. Oh uh, no no one of, so one of them was the single one of them was the home run so those are the two for five and then they also had a sacrifice fly something that I haven't seen a lot of this year. I definitely want to see the Yankees hit more sacrifice flies uh, you know not trying to do too much just get the runner in get the job done that's that's the way baseball used to be played. It's not being played like that uh, as of late I mean as I said yesterday MLB in the month of April the lowest overall average since like the 1970s or something. So it's something to do with the analytics and this launch angle. It's just not working for players right now. But who knows, maybe it'll start working as the season goes on. But then it was nice to be able to get seven innings out of Domingo Roman because we were able to rest the bullpen. Michael King pitched uh, the final two innings, only gave up one hit. Uh his ERA is at zero. Domingo Herman moves his ERA down to 405. We get another quality start. So we've been getting a, as this rotation has been going through another time around, we've been getting more quality starts. Kluber got the quality start. Uh and now we're getting a quality start from Domingo Herman. So hopefully the rotation is uh starting to settle in a little bit. Unfortunately, though, uh the pitching was never really the, the main concern. Uh you know, maybe before the season it was, but at the start of the season, through the first couple weeks, it's been the hitting. As I've said, the Yankees are top ten in ERA, WHIP, batting average against. Obviously, that includes the bullpen, uh, which is probably leading the way in that. Uh, you know, the, the starting pitching struggling a little bit more, but the starting pitching hopefully will turn the corner, give the bullpen more rest. Those two will work off of each other and be a, a top ten unit in baseball. Hopefully, top five. And. Um, the hitting is just is still the main concern. I mean, DJ LeMayu at 270. He's got he had a good game yesterday, two for five, but 270. He needs to get hot right now and start really get getting going. Giancarlo Stanton, 229. He went three for five last night. Got his average up to that. Let's keep on raking. Maybe things are starting to get going. Same with uh, Torres, two for five last night. Two, he's got his average up to 233. A bunch of these guys that were below the Mendoza line a couple days ago are now above it. Uh, unfortunately, though, we still have these three guys in a row that are struggling. When we're talking about Mike Ford at 167, Aaron Hicks at 147, and Clint Frazier at 158, and Brett Gardner at 175. So uh, it's nice to see a couple guys starting to get going. Obviously, Judge didn't play last night. I don't think he's playing uh, again today. They have an afternoon game. Uh, could have had this rant after the game and done two for one, but I decided to wait until tomorrow to have something to, to have something to speak about tomorrow, since there's no Knicks. Um, but yeah, it's nice to see uh, the the top of this lineup: LeMahieu, Stanton, Torres, uh, Urshela, starting to starting to feel a little little bit more. Hopefully, Aaron Judge isn't uh, you know too dinged up. Don't definitely don't want to see his season shortened due to injury like it has in the past, especially with his contract coming up. Uh, I, I need I want him to prove himself. Obviously, he's a beloved Yankee, but he won't be a Yankee for much longer if he doesn't play and. When he does play, he's doing what he's doing right now, hitting at 260. So we'll see what happens, but uh, there was definitely a time a couple weeks ago where it was the bottom of the lineup uh, doing most of the damage and the top of the lineup wasn't doing anything. So nice to see uh, our big names, uh, Stanton and Torres, uh, starting to pick it up a little bit. Nice to see our starting pitching picking it up a little bit. Two quality starts uh, this week already. And... uh, you know, nice nice to see the offense uh, score seven runs and for a team that's bottom five in the league in total runs scored at this point of the season. Uh, we're above 500 on the road right now, which puts us at uh, four and seven at home. Obviously, need to get better at home. I don't know what it is, if it's the pressure of the fans there, uh, but we have one of the best hitting hitters ballparks in baseball. Maybe Canyon Yards is better. I'm not sure. But the Yankees have one of the best hitters' yards in uh, all of the MLB, so got to start taking advantage of that. Uh, I think that they will, but, again, if you want to know what my main concern is right now, it's the hitting, not the pitching. All right, that moves me on to my... Last topic for this rant, and that would be the Mets and their 1-0 loss to the Boston Red Sox last night. Uh, D- Jacob Degrom with a quality start, six innings pitched, only one earned runs, nine Ks. I believe that he ties Nolan Ryan uh, with 59 strikeouts for the most uh, strikeouts through a first like five starts or six starts in a uh, in MLB history. His ERA 0.51. Point five one. It went up a little bit from. Uh, his last outing, but not by much. Uh, That one run did a number on him, I guess. Uh, But the Mets, uh, what's new, unable to uh, create any run support while Jacob DeGrom is on the hill. Uh, Just to get into that a little bit, uh, there's an article posted by ESPN talking about it. uh, States that uh, the article is by David Schoenfeld, by the way, ESPN senior writer. Uh, He states that the lack of run support for DeGrom is obviously an ongoing storyline stretching back several seasons. Uh, Finishing April 2-2 with a 0.51 ERA, he has now lost two games in which he allowed one run and received a no decision in the third start when he pitched six scoreless innings. Wednesday marked the third time in three seasons the Mets have lost 1-0 in a DeGrom start and the 33rd time in DeGrom's career he allowed one run or no runs and failed to pick up the win. Easily the most in the majors since he de- debuted in 2014. Uh, and the most amazing part is that since 2018, which includes two young two Cy Young seasons 2018 2019, he has a 1.99 ERA over 81 starts and is just 27 and 21. And the Mets are just fo- 34 and 43 in games he has started since tw- 2018. They're below 500 in games that he starts, and he and he has a two a below two ERA. Um, it's just a question of, yeah, how are the Mets? And then he goes on to ask the question, how are the Mets supposed to win the National League East if they're a 500 team when the best pitcher in the sport takes the mound? Uh, I think that this is a con- something that's getting into the Mets' heads a little bit too much. I mean, Lindor and the Mets got booed last night. Lindor, it was his first time really getting booed. Uh, he said it was interesting and that he hopes that when he starts hitting, uh, the Mets fans will be celebrating trust me Francisco trust me I know Mets fans they will be celebrating when you start hitting you're just hitting 203 right now and you're not scoring a single run for the guy Jacob deGrom who's uh, doing quality start every time has a 0.51 ERA somehow has lost two games that's disappointing how how could he have a 0.51 ERA and have lost two games I mean it doesn't make any sense uh, and then you're you're making their their whole pitching staff look unreal I mean, Pavetta goes five five innings pitched, one hit. Uh, you guys only get two hits the entirety of the game. Uh, ad, making Adam, Adam Adovino, uh look like a brand, like a like a young uh, you know rejuvenated pitcher after having completely blown up with the Yankees, uh, as in blown up as in uh, not performed well. Um, and you know. It's just disappointing to see your lineup, Lindor, 203. Alonso is up to 250, but uh, I'm sure that you want to see a little bit more out of that. I won't put too much blame on Alonzo. But Conforto, 219. Dom Smith, 203. McNeil, 204. Uh, you know, and you guys do have guys that are hitting well. Nimmo hitting well. Uh, I'll give Alonzo 250. That's all right. Uh, J.D. Davis, 371. Um... McCann, 231, can't blame it for, for being such a good ca- defensive catcher. Uh, DeGrom only went over two last night, but he's hitting 462. He practically got himself the win last time that he was out on the hill. Uh, and then you look at the, the Red Sox pitching there. They're 9th in ERA, but uh, 13th in whip and 15th in batting average against. So their pitching isn't anything so special, uh, especially their bullpen. I mean, if, if anything... Uh, may, may, I'm not even sure which one is better, the, the bullpen or the starting pitching, but uh, neither is you know that great. They're they're nothing really so special, especially with no uh, Chris Sale out there. But uh, the, it's not like the Mets sh- I mean, the Red Sox showed up either. One of five. That one was the one run they scored on that Christian Vasquez double, uh, crazy pitch. I, cu- I was watching that. I couldn't believe he hit it. It was so high. It looked like out of the zone, and he just smacked it. I, I don't know how he how he caught up with that. Christian Vazquez is not a guy I enjoy rooting for, uh, especially after uh, him. He just rakes the Yankees, uh, and I really don't like him. Uh, But it's it's crazy that the struggles continue with Jacob deGrom on the hill. The struggles continue scoring runs. The Mets, uh, before this game, were last in the league in scoring runs. So I imagine that after they get shut out, uh, they're still last in the league in scoring runs. So disappointing times for the Mets I'm sure that things will turn around the pitching is still phenomenal but another blown start for DeGrom shout out to my boys that were in Binghamton that go to Binghamton right now that travel all the way down to Flushing just to see DeGrom pitch that is a quality fan unfortunately sorry two hits and uh, no runs just a w- you wasted your time, and I'm really sorry that you did that. But you got to see DeGrom and his greatness. Unfortunately, it wasn't the greatness that it was the last game where he went complete game, shut out, two, R- uh, two RBIs, and a run scored, or whatever it was. Uh, you know, unfortunate for the Mets, but I'm sure that they'll turn it around. As we just saw, the Yankees just uh, turned it around last night. Uh, fortunately for the Mets, their division is struggling right now. First place is only at 500 right now in the Braves. Braves and Phillies, I believe, are tied for first at 12-12. and 12. Uh, The Nationals are in last place. They're like a game and a half out of first place. So uh, that division is going to be a struggle this year. The Mets are going to have to turn it on offensively because, uh, you know, every team is pretty talented. Uh, you look at the Nationals pitching, and then you look at they have talented hitters in Juan Soto, uh, among other other guys, Ryan Zimmerman, whoever else is there. Uh, Phillies, Bryce Harper, J.T. Realmuto, Aaron Nola, uh, the Braves, obviously, Ozuna, and uh, Albies, and Acuna, and whoever else they have out there. Uh, you know, they got Charlie Morton in the offseason. Um, so the division is going to be a tough-fought division, but the Mets need to start hitting. That is the main thing. I think that it's been the main thing for years for the Mets. Uh, it's either their bullpen kills them or their hitting kills them. Uh, right now, it is their hitting that is killing them. Hopefully, it, uh, you know they'll they'll snap out of it, start hitting. Francisco Lindor, obviously better than a 200 hitter, but uh, we will see what happens. The Yankees, uh, I, I'm still not bought in on them yet offensively. Still too many home runs. Uh, still not getting enough runners in scoring position and not getting the runners in the right way by knocking in, knocking them in via the base hit. So we shall see what happens with both these New York teams. Uh, we got the draft tonight. I'll be back tomorrow. I'll be back on this rant tomorrow Uh, just analyzing the draft for the Jets and the Giants. Uh, You can catch the rest of my mock draft on a new episode of The Dogmatist, which I'll release today. And, um, yeah, feel free to comment on the video. DM me on, on the Instagram page. Uh, good win for the Knicks last night and the Yankees. Unfortunate loss for the Mets. Uh, Going to be back tomorrow talking draft outcome, Mets and Yankees and Mets. Uh, Knicks don't play until Sunday. Uh, stay tuned for my lay of the day also, which you can find on TikTok at These Drive Sports. You can listen to these podcasts on the Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and you could access them via the link tree in my Instagram bio. And uh, that's it for today. I'll be back with you tomorrow. Uh, for another rant, but for now, peace out, enjoy your draft, enjoy baseball, enjoy life, good vibes, peace.